Okay, guys, let's dive into today's episode. This is a really fun and interesting one. Uh, it's called overthinking and overfeeling. This is one of the biggest dyslexic challenges or traits that I think exists that people don't realize has anything to do with dyslexia, but they they know it has something to do with dyslexia at the same time, but no one has helped them put two and two together. It's probably the biggest thing when people, you see their jaw drop when you talk about it. So I thought this is a really good podcast to dive into. You'll feel my passion on this one even more than reading and writing, as you can imagine. You know, why would I be passionate about that? So uh, let's let's dive into this episode. Um, I hope it's going to put your mind at ease and give you some clear understandings. Okay, so let's talk about overthinking and overfeeling. As I sit here, it's one of the biggest challenges I used to experience. I've kind of got to think backwards to when I was younger. And, you know, all the years of of feeling like I'd made mistakes or overthinking a problem. Oh, it was terrible. And like, honestly, I would say it's only in the last two or three years I've gotten a handle on it. And even then, when I say I've gotten a handle on it, I've I've become more aware of it. I've understood why it's happening, how it's affecting me, and what I can do about it, really. That's been massive. But let me first explain what I mean by overthinking and overfeeling. So overthinking is those days where something happens in your life and the story you put to it is so fast, it's so in-depth, it's so intense. And, and for, for example, I've got a client at the moment who I would fathom as dyslexic, although they haven't told me. It's You get quite good at picking it after you've talked about it and seen it so much. And we, we, we build websites at one of my companies, and we're trying to get this website live. It's a really small website. We're talking three or four pages. It's taken four or five months, not because we haven't done the work, not because we haven't gotten it ready. Um, it's because the client behind it is overthinking every small thing, every little area. The minute she thinks about it, she doesn't just think, oh, that looks good. I like it. She's thinking, oh, what will these 12 other people think about this part of the website? How will they judge me? How will they picture me? How will they look at me? How will they see me? Da, 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 da. But how will these other people then see me? And so what's happening is she's going around in circles and circles and circles. And we're getting to a point um, where I'm going to have to have the hard conversation that she, of how much she's overthinking it. And I'm going to have to be the guy who goes live on the website. And then she's going to realize, oh, nothing went wrong. It was all in her head. You know, have you ever had those moments in life where you've overthought things? They say analysis paralysis, but it's the wrong word. It's the wrong phrase, in my opinion, because it's not like you're analyzing it for the sake of analyzing it. You're not like going over, to me, that sounds like you're going over numbers and logical sequences. What's What we're actually doing is going through complete BS is the only other word for it, right? We're going through these stories in our heads and trying to create... Um, perspectives that are not grounded very much in reality but to us they feel so real that we you know we live by them right i always talk about a story of fighting with my lawnmower man you know i was 
this this lawnmower guy he was pretty good nothing special <laughs> but he uh he mowed my lawn every two to three weeks he never seemed to do it on the exact same day he wasn't remarkably um uh, well planned and, pl and plus if it rained you know you have to move your days around i could understand that but what he would do is he, i'd usually pay him in cash and i was kind of getting a bit annoyed i really wanted to just transfer the money who carries cash in these crazy years this was a few years back before COVID, of course um and we we'd got to we basically got into three lawnmower cuts and i hadn't paid the guy because every time he came to do it i wasn't there to give him money um it was stressing me out so stressing me out and so i remember one day i was in the shower you know overthinking as you do and my my head just went to when i just went into this world of having a fight with him i literally was overthinking it i started to fight with him and say hey can I please pay you? Can you please send me your account number? I'm getting really sick of this. I'm sick of having to remember how much I owe you. It's really annoying me. I had this whole fight in my head. I could see it. And what was really, really challenging at this point is I could feel it. And I could feel every, I could feel the emotion of the fight. I was really angry. You know, I was really, really grumpy. And what I noticed is next time I saw this guy, I had that emotion come back up of this fight that we hadn't had isn't that crazy i caught it but i was very very aware that there are times in my life i hadn't caught things like this before and they just carried on um and that was really frustrating right uh, you know some you may see it in some people like some really visual dreamers will wake up and have an emotional reaction to a fight you know to them you know they may go hey i fought with you in my dreams and then get angry with you in real life because the emotions carried over a lot with dyslexia because our minds are visual preferenced um that's where your strength is your strength is in the visual preference so um if your mind is so visual it, it can attach emotions without you even realizing it and so when you're overthinking something you're at the same time potentially creating the emotional reaction in your body and with our minds being so quick and this is the whole thing about the visual mind it's faster than the non-visual side of the mind you can't always see what's even happening you know before you know it you've overthought about something that you think has just been a quick thought in your head and it's then translated into an emotion that emotion has then triggered something else i know personally one of the ones i've been working on for years around food is that i know my mind will go to a certain place it'll trigger a visual picture it'll trigger trigger an emotion before i know it i'm willing to kill to go and you know satisfy a craving and you know some people have this in food some people have this it can be in anything i know people have got this in sex i know people who've got this in um smoking i used to have it in smoking a while back um drinking is another real common one all of these stimulated activities and i've done a bunch of podcasts on this before stimulation and stuff and how i think it affects dyslexia but but it really comes back to this this brain uh, this overthinking over emotional you know world and the dyslexic mind is naturally visually preferenced and because of that it's very intuitive and it picks up on things like for example if you walk into a room and you feel like you can feel the emotion of the room you you, you have a feeling is this going to be a good room to be part of or a good group of people 
or is this something that just doesn't feel right? You know, there's a lot of feelings that we operate under. And, you know, people go, is that dyslexia? I go, well, I'm yet to meet someone who's dyslexic but doesn't have this ability. I'm yet to meet that person. And I'm willing to be wrong, but I don't think I am. And, you know, if you're listening to this and nodding your head going, yeah, that, that feels like me. You know, and, and to be honest, don't, don't get me wrong, there are introverted and extroverted dyslexics. You know, my dad was a, a very introverted dyslexic, doesn't like going out. He could talk himself around into going out and being the life of the party, but it wasn't his natural preference. My mum's the opposite. She's very extroverted, needed external stuff. So extroversion and introversion are not a dyslexic thing. They can be either side of it for you. But, um, but the way your mind processes visuals is very important. And to remember that the visual preference side of your brain is very connected to emotions. But if you can't see why that emotion has appeared, you can't see the, the pictures, the movies, the, the trigger. And this has always been my challenge is not being able to see the trigger of what, why something's happened. It can be very painful and frustrating. And if you've ever thought, hey... I find myself overthinking things all the time and having these intense, anxious, panic, you know, depressive even, you know, depression and ADHD go very closely together in a proven, proven way. And dyslexia is in there as well, in my opinion. So, you know, all of these things, you know, you're not alone. There are other people out there with dyslexia going through very similar things. And if you get a chance to talk to someone with dyslexia, you may never ever think to talk to them about stuff like this, but they, if you meet someone that you know is dyslexic, have a conversation that's a, a, a level deeper about this side of it. And they'll be like, wow, you know me really well. How did you know I go through those challenges too? You'll find something to bond over. One of the things, just on an aside, and in this podcast, if you're new to listening to it, we love a tangent. So um, <laughs> one of the things I've seen a lot in the uh, dyslexia groups recently is how many, you know, younger guys and girls who are in their mid-20s are reaching out to try and make friends with people that understand them. Because so, like if, you, if you're not dyslexic, if you're not of this way of thinking, you can feel very alone. So, you know, if you do learn about this as you listen to more of this podcast, you know, there's a bunch of us out there overthinking things, overfeeling things. Make sure you reach out to them and say, hey, I feel like that too. And, and you might make some really good friends that really get you, um, which is always an amazing thing. I, I know in hindsight, even though it wasn't by intention, majority of my good friends are, are right-brainers, dyslexics, the ones with ADHD. So always make sure you reach out. So that's what I want to share today, just to, just to help you understand about overthinking, start seeing the connection to overfeeling. You know, we're going to be releasing another course in the near future called The Confident Dyslexic. We're just finishing off our first intake, which has gone super well, teaching people with how to actually use some of this stuff in a better way to change their life. Um, so keep a track of it. If you go to thetruthaboutdyslexia.com, you'll be able to click on the link at the top and you can get an email when the next one is released. So I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. Have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back next week. <laughs> 
hey, if you're enjoying the podcast so far and you want to give us a like and a subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. All reviews are really, really loved by us because it helps get the podcast out to more adults with dyslexia that are struggling. Also, check out truthaboutdyslexia.com. You'll find our little quiz, a fantastic 20 things to know if you love someone with dyslexia, and also our fantastic Facebook group called the Truth About Dyslexia Support Group, helping adults just like you. We're up to 2,200 members and growing. Have an epic rest of your day.